and welcome to the Feedback Force Podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Uh, been a little bit. It has. Yeah. That's fine. This is a game this is a game that I needed I I'm not good at, so I feel well, like Well, I'll tell you, I had an extra week to play it, and that did not do me any yeah. good whatsoever. <laughs> No, I didn't finish. I didn't finish it either. It's fine. Uh, Carl, did you finish it? No, I didn't. Okay. Okay, so none of us finished it. That's good. We can either none of us can feel bad, or all of us can feel bad. Feel bad. It's, uh, I think uh, all of us should feel bad. <laughs> Probably. Uh, this this game kind of feels like that to me, but we'll we'll get into that momentarily. Yeah. Um. I. I discovered a thing recently, and I can't remember if I've talked about it on this podcast yet or not, but I feel like everybody should hear about it. Have I talked on this podcast about um, hypnosis microphone colon division rap battle? What? (laughs) No. Okay. So, there's this Japanese record company, right? Mm -hmm. And they had this amazing idea to create a, like transmedia fictional universe uh, where I I don't know all the details of the actual fiction. I think there's some kind of walled city government that, like, rules the world uh, after the apocalypse that's run entirely by women, but then, like, outside the walls, there's these roving gangs that, like, fight for territory, Uh, only they fight for territory via rap battles. Uh... Uh... Japanese rap battles because they have a thing called a hypnosis microphone which like transforms the singing into like psychic attacks basically whoa Um, and so the record company hired uh, 12 voice actors to like play the 12 main characters of these like battling rappers and they release albums and there's, you know, the classic, like, set of anime characters that you would expect, basically, divided up into four different, like, uh, rap gangs. And so they release albums that are, like, supposedly these characters battling, and then fans vote on who they think, like, wins on a given album, and then that affects the fiction going forward. Whoa. That's... That's something. Some shit, man. <laughs> I no, right? Whoa, buddy. Yeah. Whew. I I want this to become like, you know, the vo- the in vogue thing to do musically. I want more like epic fictional universes associated with the albums. I mean, that's the thing that I I have always thought we should go back to is like the 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 time period in like. I don't know, maybe the late 70s or earlier than that even, where everyone was really into Lord of the Rings. And, like, on Queen's... Did, like, concept albums? On Queen's stuff? first album, Queen's first album, go listen to it. They have a song called Ogre Battle, and it kicks ass. It <laughs> kicks so much ass. And, nice. Uh, uh, my boyfriend has been listening to Thin Lizzy lately, and they also have some songs like that. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. And so, like, you know, each of the four gangs has, like, their own kind of 
sort of music subtype and their own personalities. The characters are all very detailed and fleshed out, and they all have their own bio pages. It's There's a thing about how, like, the leader of each of the four gangs used to all together be, like, one rap group, but then they broke up and each separated to found their own, like, gang. I mean, it's very important for every character to have detailed stats, because yep. if you don't know their blood types, what's the point? Like, there's, yeah, there's one that's, you know, like, the corrupt policeman, and there's one that's, like, the super, you know, ganky, cute-looking one who's, like, secretly really savage, and there's maybe one who, it's rumored, has a secret power to suppress the hypnosis powers of the hypnosis mm. microphone, you know. That's, there's there's one to... that's just literally an, an angry salaryman. Nice. So, has this... I mean, this hasn't gotten, like, an anime adaptation or anything. They're just doing it purely it through does, albums? It does have a manga. Oh, it does have okay. a manga adaptation now. Uh, it started, I think, as purely albums. But it now has a manga adaptation and also a rhythm game. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, it's As far as I know, it's only in Japan, though, so... Yeah, that's... I feel like everything Japanese have their own rhythm game, though. <laughs> Probably more than you'd think, at any rate. Well, let me, let me tell ya... Uh, speaking of rhythm games, I finished Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, a, a couple <laughs> oh, days ago, and uh, did you I... uh, Atlantica? Yes, I did. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell if it's an improvement or not. That they just took everything out of Atlantica and said, "Nah, rhythm game, rhythm game." It would, it would be an improvement if the songs were any fucking good, but yeah. they insist on like taking out some of the best songs. And instead, uh, like, putting in two awful original songs. Yep, they were bad. They, I think they still have Under the Sea and Part of Your World, yes. which is fine. But they got rid of Poor Unfortunate Souls, which would have been really... I was so mad that we didn't get Poor Unfortunate Souls during the air quotes fight with Ursula. Yeah. I was very upset about that. And they, and they have... Instead, they have Finny Fun, whatever it's called, Swim And that really, like... The one Ursula sings, which has, like, no melody to speak of? Yeah, I, like, I I remember what Finny Fun sounds like. I don't even remember what Ursula's song sounds like. Like, you could put a gun to my head and ask me to <laughs> sing that song, and I guess I would just be getting shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's this, so, someone asked me, like, what's Kingdom Hearts 3 like? And I And I said to them... Okay, so you remember in Kingdom Hearts 2 how, like, every world had to have that one weird minigame or gimmick, right? Like, there's that candle lighting sequence uh, in Beast's Castle, and there's the, um, like, morale mechanic in Mulan's world, and how, like, by and large, they're kind of the worst part of every level. <laughs> and the guy was like, yeah. I'm like, well, so... The lesson Kingdom Hearts 3 learned was not, let's not do this. It was, let's make these, like, big and epic and polished and lean into it as hard as we can. And, you know, it kind of works. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah. I, I was surprised at how well it works. There are a lot of weird minigames in Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah, I, but they're all better than the ones in Kingdom Hearts 2. I watched my boyfriend play some of it, like some of the stuff towards the beginning, to where I wouldn't be like too spoiled by yeah. stuff that I didn't understand at the point. 
Uh, and man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm playing. I mean, even now, even I'm playing Birth by Sleep now, and like going to Disney Town, and it's like, hey, do you want to play this mini game? Hey, look, buddy, I got a mini game. You want to play this? You want to play this mini game? Yeah, at least in Birth by Sleep, it's limited to one world. Yeah. Where all the mini games live. Yeah. And I don't. Uh, I, although, I, does Birth by Sleep have? No, Birth by Sleep doesn't have Winnie the Pooh. It has it like nominally, but all you do oh, is yeah. look at the book and it gives yeah. you like a stat boost. Yeah, you get a command board a for game it. Game board or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff. Whoever whoever said whoever looked at a at RPG and said, you know what would be a great way to level up in an RPG? What if you had to play a board game? <laughs> I have an in-game board game. I haven't done any of the command boards, and I feel like I probably need to. Uh, as opposed to as opposed to Dream Drop Distance, where they said, you know what would be a great way to become more powerful? What if you had to raise Pokemon? See, I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've That's why Dream Drop that. Distance is my favorite. Ah, yes. <laughs> because you get to play Pokemon <laughs> Because it, you get to play, yeah, Kingdom Hearts plus Pokemon. The Pokemon are also Materia. Whoever had Whoa. the idea that Materia should be Pokemon is a genius. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I mean, yeah, the groundwork is all there already, pretty much. Yep. Hmm. Like that's that's basically that's how you can tell, like in in one sentence, how you can tell if you're gonna like Dream Drop Distance. If Materia that is also Pokemon sounds like an amazing idea to you, you will like this game. If it sounds like an awful idea to you, you will not like this game. I'm in. I'm I'm all in on this, baby. Nice. Ready. I'm ready. So, um, that's so are I'm you at. just playing the whole franchise in order, top to bottom? Yeah, because, I, I mean, we have, now that I have moved, I now have uh, the story so far. So I'm just going through that. So I, like, the ones that are... Uh, just cutscenes are 358 over 2, uh, recoded, and then they've got some extra shit for, like, Union Cross back cover, which I guess yeah. is just cutscenes. Um, so. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little movie version, um, because the game was never released in the States, so. Yeah. Which, yeah. honestly, based on my, my experience going into it, I would recommend. Uh, before you play Kingdom Hearts 3, just actually look up some more detailed YouTube summaries of uh, Union Cross, because the, the stuff they cover in back cover does not even begin to cover the stuff that's oh, in Kingdom no. Hearts 3 from that game. And, and There's a surprisingly large amount. Jesus, and it's gotten to the point where, like, uh, the other night, uh, my boyfriend and I watched, he, he bought uh, the John Wick collection on, like, 4k blu-ray just uh, because so i hadn't seen either of them so we watched john wick strong recommend it's very fun and then we, we started the second one and he got up to do something and paused it and then we started talking about kingdom hearts and we just talked about kingdom hearts for like an hour and then he sat back down and turned off the movie he's like we're not gonna watch this tonight <laughs> like, nope we're not and it gets you. It really gets you. It I mean, doesn't get everybody, but when it gets you. And that's the thing. It's like I am. I I have been so ready for this. I've been so ready, uh, to like have 
all of the games consolidated so that I can finally play them. Because fuck you, I'm not getting a Game Boy Advance or a PSP. I'm not. I'm not gonna find. I'm not gonna dig out my old DS. Yeah, that's like, fair. I'm. I'm just not doing it. So I think the, the only game that suffers a little. There's some stuff in Dream Drop Distance that worked a little better on the 3DS than it does uh, on the PS4. But the only one that really suffers is Chain of Memories, yeah, which I think worked better in 2D. I, I mean, and that's that one. I just like I got to this. I think the second Marluxia fight, and it's just like, not only is that fight fucking hard, but uh, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool, yeah. What what my boyfriend had said early on when I was like, I don't think I like this. He said, once you figure it out, you'll have a lot more fun. And then I figured it out, and what he meant by figure it out is, like, realizing that you have to organize your deck so that you could easily access your slights. And I figured it out, and I had 0% more fun. Oh no! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. at that point I figured, I'm just gonna watch the cutscenes. Yeah, fine. it is sort of an important, it's an important game narratively, yeah. because fucking course it is, because it's Kingdom Hearts. Um... But also, I think it's a little bit important mechanically as training because they they use that like deck mechanic a little bit later in later games mm-hmm. as a uh, not with cards but with like special moves. Yeah, like and like in Birth by to, Sleep. Yeah, that's, if you're that's used to like is. organizing your moves in an order such that you can like quickly get to the ones you need, it's a lot better. Yeah. Oh, it's just I had no patience for that. Fair enough. I also, okay, since we're on Kingdom Hearts now, I also have issue with uh, Final Mix in some ways. I don't mind that they just stick a bunch of optional bosses in, but I had a real big problem with the fact that for Final Mix 2, they put in a mandatory fight with Roxas at, right at the very uh, yeah. end, right before you go into the like organization stronghold, and it's way harder than anything after it. So you do that fight... <laughs> And then the rest of the game, even the the last several segments where you're dealing with Xemnas, it's just like, oh, this is easy. I just have to push triangle a bunch of times. And yeah, it felt like such a letdown. I was it's like funny. really disappointed. It's funny because like the final mix one, I feel like does a lot of very important improvements to the game, namely like fixing a lot of the things that were broken with Kingdom Hearts one, like the camera. Um, yeah, and all the bosses that they added were optional. Yeah, and the fact that you couldn't uh, skip cutscenes in the yeah. original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix just kind of adds a bunch of bullshit, mostly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the like the one extra dungeon thing is kind of cool, but like they, it, there's some cutscenes that they added that, like, there's, there's one in particular I'm thinking of that's like five minutes of just exposition in the middle of, a, like, an otherwise tense moment. Yeah, <laughs> like, I... Don't... I need to Come look on. up at, like, what cutscenes they added, because I read somewhere that they added something like ten minutes of cutscenes, which is Well, insane. yeah, five of it. Five of it is that one scene with yeah. the two organization members on the staircase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know which one you're talking about. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah. It's not great. Anyway, but, uh, you Carl, gotta, how have you been? <laughs> you gotta move more copies of this old game. Well, yeah. My version of Kingdom Hearts was released... It was uh, Sekiro. Sekiro, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I've been playing that. How is a it? Lot. It's really, really good. I. It looks good. I've I won't seen play a lot it. of people being excited about it on Twitter. 
Yeah, I won't play it. I still have yet to complete a a Souls game. I I like. Is it them. officially a Souls game? I mean, it's um, a Souls like just in that style. Yeah, I it's mean, a, it's, it's a from, from game. the same company. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. It's it's a from game, so it's like Bloodborne, where it's not a Souls game, but it's basically it's a Souls a game. game yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a Souls um, game. And it's they like... made the same game like 15 times in a row now. <laughs> and everybody loves it. But people still it. buy it, so it's fine. Yeah, that's the thing. I like them theoretically, and like I've played a fair chunk of Dark Souls, and I like it a lot. I just, I feel like I don't have the time to invest in that, she says, as she plays every Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I, I don't play them mostly because I, I absolutely loathe the mechanic of when you die, you have to go back and retrieve your progress or you lose it entirely. Yeah. Like, that feels crazy punishing to Although, me, and I don't like it. I, I was reading something about that, actually pretty recently, um, in, in terms of Sekiro, but he was talking about across all the Souls games, and um, the amount of, like, if you fight every enemy, like, every regular enemy outside of the bosses, that amounts to, like, seven to ten levels of worth of souls. So really... You can just skip them, and you'll be totally fine. Like, the regular enemies are just a distraction, and that makes it a lot easier for me to not feel super bad about losing souls. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so. it's a mindset thing, because you get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, what's... Is there anything that's like super new about it, or, or exciting beyond like the traditional Dark Souls type stuff? I mean, they have gone, like, each of their game has gone more and more aggressive. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. player hostile? <laughs> um, no, more, I guess, the speed of combat. Yeah. Ah, okay. So, like, every defensive option in Sekiro is also an aggressive option. Hmm. If you do it well enough. <laughs> That's cool. That's an interesting concept. So you're, like, in normal Dark Souls game, you're, like... Um, but in Sekiro you like switch but you're still on offensive just from another position yeah that's sort of what I've heard about like Bloodborne too is that a lot of the bosses uh, will hurt you even more if you try to play defensively or run away <laughs> you'll just get stomped uh, yeah yeah it seems like absolutely something I would not play, but something that, like, I'm enjoying vicariously watching everybody be excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you finished with it, or almost finished, or just... I finished it, and I finished New Game Plus. Oh, wow. And then I got sick, and then I sort of stopped playing. <laughs> well, if you finish New Game Plus, like, is there, is there a lot more to do? Um, it has four endings. Okay. Oh. I, my friend has me playing, speaking of multiple endings, uh, Nier Automata, which I've never played. Yeah! Speaking of games where you have to go back and collect your body after you die. Um, so I've okay. been working my way... Yeah. I've been working my way slowly through that at a rate of, like, two hours every weekend or something. Yeah. The second... the I mean, subsequent playthroughs are much quicker, I found. Especially if you do what I did. 
when I played it, which was I did every side quest in the first run. <laughs> yeah. a, friend, a friend of mine told me, he's like, one thing it's important to know about this game is you don't have to do all the side quests. I wanted to help like, the little robots. I wanted to become their friend. I, I have done a couple of the side quests so far. I'm doing ones that kind of, like, happen to be on my way, for the most part. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we'll see. No spoilers. I'll, I'm told that it gets interesting, um, but I'll I'll figure it out. Yes, <laughs> I guess. I'll I, let, I'll report back once I've yeah. I I feel like if, it. if you played near, uh, a lot of the game comes pre-spoiled. But well, I I didn't play. I tried to play near. I didn't like near. It's it's fine. I I feel like I'm in the very tiny minority when I didn't hate the gameplay of that game. I don't know what it is about it, but something about it was There's enjoyable not, to me. It wasn't specifically the gameplay. Um, there were. It was more like a, an accumulation of little things. Uh, one of the things that bothered me the most was it couldn't seem to decide what it wanted to be. Because um, there's like, oh, it's, you... a, it's a fantasy adventure game, and now it's like a top-down like twin-stick shooter. Did, and you, now... did you play the part that was a text adventure? And now it's a text adventure! <laughs> and now it's a horror game! And now it's... <laughs> and it's like, God, make up your goddamn mind game. Like, this is cute, but it's more jarring than cute. I mean, Mira Tom, Tom about had have that issue as well, right? It's less so. Yeah, I, it, it is less, yeah, it's like less it's so. It's more aesthetically integrated. And also, like, I couldn't fucking get over the one girl's costume in Nier. Oh, Kaine. Kaine. It's better in Nier Automata because at least the costumes are, like, aesthetically consistent. Like, there's a style, and all of the Yorha agents have that style. In near one it was just like there's this one chick and when she bends over you can see up her ass yeah the end and i'm like this is this bothers me every time i see it it bothered me as well but then i realized that kaine was just the baddest bitch on the block and I it mean, didn't bother fine, me as much but like also like i don't know i think That's she's fair. over her her personality's overplayed a little bit it's been a long uh, time since i played it also She's not very subtle. But um, but look, which is if you fine. haven't, if you didn't finish near, how are you going to get all of the cutscenes where Emil like talks about the past and start I, crying about them like I, I did? A little bit, I played a little bit. I played enough that I know who Emil is and that I saw him get his head replaced by the weird skull head. I love Emil. Emil is my favorite boy. Uh, uh, but I have not met Emil yet in Nier Automata, so. Oh. He so this isn't this isn't really a spoiler. He he shows up as a merchant. You can buy stuff from him, and he drives around on his little motorcycle playing a song, like an off-key song where he sings about all of the great deals you will get from shopping from him. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love okay. Emil. All right. Anyway. Now that we've talked about everything else in the world. Shall we talk about the game we played? We can do that. (sighs) Alright, you know, I brought up the thing for our next game, but I didn't bring up the thing for this game. Uh, We played Baba Is You, which is a game that has come out uh, pretty recently. Let me just go to the store page on Steam here so I can get... uh, By Hempuli Oi, (laughs) the developer... 
which I think I have a window somewhere here with the other things that this person made, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, the person made has made uh, at least one other game that people have heard of. And of course, I closed the window like yesterday. I had it open for three weeks. Uh, RV someone? RV Teikari? Yes. Yeah. That sounds right. RV Teikari, uh, who also made... Um, ESA. What is that? Uh, er, something Space Station Alpha, something like that. Oh, Environmental Station Alpha. Environmental Station there's Alpha. A, wow, there's a lot of games. Yeah, he's made a bunch, but most of them I think are like student games that were not widely available. That's fair. Um, and I think the one, the Environmental Station Alpha, is probably the one that people, if you will have heard of something, uh, that you will have heard of. Um, so, but Baba is you uh, is a puzzle game where you play as a little white four-legged creature. Um, possibly a sheep, because Baba, like oh, Baba. Oh, hey! <laughs> that did not uh, occur to me. Oh, it's, I mean, it's a, it's an oval with four little leggy blobs and two little ear blobs. So it's like not not well defined. You would could be forgiven for thinking it was like a rabbit or a cat or any other four-legged creature with ears. Yeah. Oh, you're a sheep. Yeah, you're probably a sheep. Um, and the gimmick of the game is it's basically a Sokoban. Um, and if you've never played a Sokoban, a Sokoban is just a block-pushing game where the, like, layout of the, you know, the maze means you have to sort of think carefully about where you're going to push stuff. So, for example, the I think, like, the simplest example of a Sokoban puzzle is in Legend of Zelda... There are, if you go into a dungeon and there's like three blocks, and if you can only push any of them once, so if you try and push any one of them forward, then you still can't go anywhere because you're blocked to the left and right. But if you push the two ones on either edge forward and then the middle one to the side, now you can go through, right? So it's a matter of thinking about which blocks you're pushing and where. But the gimmick with Baba is You is that some of the blocks you're pushing are text, and the text make rules that change how the level behaves. So, for instance, Baba is you means that you are controlling the little white sheep critter, but if you push out the block that says Baba and push in the block that says Rock, then Rock is you, and then you are controlling the rock that is on the screen, and so on. And the the bulk of the game is finding the proper word combinations that let you solve the puzzles in the game. And it is harder than it sounds. Yes, it's really hard. I I felt like this game defeated me. This game was too smart for me. Yes. And I don't normally have that with puzzle games. I agree. I so I mentioned this like in chat earlier. I have the the same difficulties with this that I had with Gorogoa, in that it is frequently about A, keeping track of things, and B, keeping track of things within, air quotes, physical space. Mm -hmm. And it's not always consistent where the things are, 
which is the problem for me, which makes my brain just not able to do it. Like, I am... I'm stupid, all the, is the point. all the rules that define the rules for that, for the given, like, level, are available as text on the level. And some of them will be, like, pushed off into corners in such a way that you can't alter them. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them, well, obviously, you can alter. So, you know, maybe one of them says rock is push on one level, but it'll say, like, rock is stop on another level. And those are actually slightly different things. Because both of them mean that you can't move into the space that has the rock, but rock is stop means that if you try, just nothing will happen, and rock is push means if you try, you'll push the rock in a direction. Uh, And there's a lot of little subtle things like that that it's hard to keep track of uh, over time because you have to be like, oh, right, If if rock is not stop and rock is not push, then that means I can actually just move into the space with the rock and move over it, even though it seems like I shouldn't be able to because it's a rock. Yeah, and sometimes the rules that tell you that are hidden away in a corner, and yeah. you don't see them immediately, and it's like, oh shit, there's a rule yeah. there. Duh, of and course. There's like five rules in different corners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, and you can technically see all the rules at once by like going to the pause menu and mm-hmm. looking, but it's kind of hard to process them just by reading them. You kind of have to play with it a little bit and get a feel for what's going on before they start to sink in a little bit and and then the problem is that like what each thing does can become intuitive for that level but then it can be completely different for the next level because the words are slightly different yeah uh so that that inconsistency tripped me up a lot yeah because then you get like a modifier such as now baba is weak and if you if you collide with anything you just immediately die (laughs) yeah like oh oh no and uh, eventually the the sentences can get more complicated, like you get and, and you get has. Um, so you could say, like, Baba is weak and has key, which means that Baba can be destroyed by running into anything, but if Baba is destroyed, Baba will leave behind a key in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find a, a, a at least partial list of words that we can go over and, like, what their different mechanics are. Oh, um, nice. But it's uh, it's interesting because it like in some ways it's I don't know if I want to say it's ever intuitive, but you do get used to things when you try a certain level long enough, and then they just undercut your intuition immediately <laughs> in the next level, yeah. which makes it difficult to follow. Um, and I think one other thing it has in common with Goragoa is that you kind of have to think in on two different frames um, because in, in Gorogoa you had to think in terms of what is the physical space that's happening behind this tile but also like how do the tiles connect to each other and what unexpected connections can I make by putting things next to each other, right? In this one you kind of have to think in terms of the the text blocks as their meaning, like what does the text say, but you also have to think of them as physical blocks, because you are, you still have the limitations of a Sokoban puzzle in terms of how you can move them around. And sometimes you have to use them as blocks. Like you have to use them to, as a stack to push a group of things around or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and switching back and forth between those two modes of thinking was also very not easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it hurt my brain. 
Um, but yeah, there's, I also, I feel like there's basically two kinds of level in this game. There's the level where it loads and there's just so much on the screen at once and you go, oh God, it's going to take me so long to like figure out what effect every one of these text rules is having. It's I, this, how am I even supposed to do this? And then there's the level where you open it and there's like two things on there and you're like, there is nothing to work with here. How am I possibly going to solve this? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, some of the some of the text blocks. Uh, so U is one of the the first blocks you get. Blank is U. Um, anything that is U uh, can be controlled uh, by you as long as it's on the screen. If you break the is U statement. Uh, such that nothing on screen is you, then you automatically lose the level because you can't control anything anymore. And you can do re redo actions. Yeah, you can. Yeah, at any time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's like super necessary that you can just undo your last action, especially because uh, at least for me, I found the controls kind of floaty, and I would often accidentally quick click twice in one direction. Yeah, um, I was using controller uh, rather than mouse and keyboard, uh, and so. Then I'd be like, whoops, too far. Push this into a wall. Didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So you start with Baba is you. Um, and I think some of the other basics include win. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes like things like flag is win. Usually there is a win somewhere in the level. And that's how you determine whether you win the level. You can make yourself win. Usually you make an object win. And then you have to get onto that object somehow. Which sometimes can be harder than it seems because you can be like, oh, that's easy. I just make rock win. And then you're like, oh, no, I can't get onto the rock. I can only push the rock. So how do I make it so I don't push the rock so I can climb onto the rock yeah. and win? Very deceptive. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many that seem obviously easy. And then you start doing them and you're like, oh, that's the catch. Yeah. Uh, I, and, I did yeah. really enjoy levels where you have to just make yourself win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were a few of those early on. I am the winner. Yeah, that feels good. Um, early on, you also get uh, push and stop, which I sort of explained already. Push lets you move something around. Stop stops you from moving into it. Um, sink. So there's a there's water, and I, technically this doesn't have to apply to anything. This is what we meant by like. It's very malleable. So sink, you would think water is sink, right? Things sink in water. But you could also have, like, rock is sink, which means that you just sink if you go into a rock. Or, you know, there's, flower is sink. There's no real real difference between any of the objects. Yeah, it's only what the rules define them as. And they sometimes they, like, apply rules consistently, and sometimes just to mess with you, they, like, they'll, uh, you know... They'll mix it up. Like at first, lava is hot and baba is melt, meaning that if you go on, if you are baba and you go onto the lava, you will melt um, and disappear. But later on, there's a level in which fungus is melt and tree is hot. <laughs> so yeah, it's all actually very arbitrary, and only the words determine. Uh, objects don't have any innate properties. I guess that's the biggest hurdle for me mentally. Objects have no innate properties. So even if you think you get used to the innate properties for one level, 
they could they are just can completely change because they're arbitrary. Um, that was the thing I was trying to say before, but that's a better way of saying it. Um, defeat. Defeat is sort of like the things that kill you, except it just ends the game. Uh, if anything that is you crosses over defeat, then you immediately lose, which is different than something that kills you, because if you are more than one thing on screen and you die, that's fine, because the other thing that's still you can survive. But if you hit defeat, then even if you have multiple other things that weren't defeated, you just the game ends. You just lose. Uh, what else? Hot and melt. We talked about move makes something move automatically, and that thing will move in whatever direction it's facing, and you can change the direction it's facing by pushing it. Also, screw move. <laughs> move is the yeah. So it's one of the things that makes it's one of the most complex things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every every time step. So like you can either. One, which is a move you make, or you can choose to wait for a time step. That thing will move in a given direction, and it can basically do anything that you could do in terms of like pushing things or interacting with objects, you know, sinking, melting, things like that, um, based on whatever properties that object happens to have. Uh, so there are some levels where for instance like you would sink in water but there's another entity that wouldn't sink in water so you can send it across the water by using the move block um, but you got to be careful like where you send it and how it's facing and things like that so that can be tough also um, it's really hard to tell which direction like a cog is facing oh yeah yeah if it's uh when it's um symmetrical yeah that's fair uh, I don't think I ever got to the point where I had to make a cog move, but I could definitely see doing that because there were a few levels that had move and cogs. Um, and I, as I said, I did not finish this game, so it's quite possible there is a level where you have to do that. Um, shut and open. Uh, when something is shut, uh, it is like stop, basically. No, that's not true. Usually things that are shut are also stopped. Right? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Um, and you can... If if something else is open and it comes into contact with shut, something that is shut, then both of those things disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that, one's, that one's a little confusing in terms of, like, shut being stop or not. Um, and what, you know... Yeah, because I, I feel like there's one level... What can be pushed onto doors and what... That can't. specifically has door is shut, but it does not have door is stop. So the thing is, you just have to walk over it, and and yeah. there you are. Uh, they do stuff like that to you too sometimes. Yeah. Um, red and blue. I don't remember those being used for more than like one or two levels, but there are levels where you can change the colors of things. Um, and it makes no difference. Yeah. Well, it's like things that are red are open or something like that. I don't remember exactly, or blue is sink, or something like that. Um, Maybe they do. I thought it was just to make a poem, roses are red, violets are blue, something something, Baba is you. Like, that's that's the only level that I remember having, red and blue. Yeah, I think they do do have some properties, but I don't remember that being a very hard level. I think I got that pretty quickly, and and it just doesn't come up again, so... Uh, then there's float, 
uh, things that have float applied to them are on a separate plane than things that do not have float applied to them. So, for instance, if there's water and water is sink uh, and you try and push a rock into the water, it would sink. But if rock is float, it will float over the water because it doesn't actually collide with the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and text can be float, too. Uh, so you can uh, you can do interesting things with moving text around that with with that. Uh, weak, we talked about weak means you die from anything or are destroyed from anything. Has means that you will drop a thing upon your destruction. Uh, tele is teleport. So if you get onto the thing, you will appear at whatever the thing is connected to by a teleportation. Uh, I've, I, the only levels I saw teleport in uh, only had two teleport points, so I don't know if there's ever levels that have more than there's... two. Yeah. You, so, you teleport between all three. Okay, so you just mm. sort of go through them in order? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pull. Pull is hard to control. Um, it is the opposite of push, and if you are adjacent to something and facing away from it and you move, you will take it with you? Yes. Uh, shift is basically like conveyor belt, so if something if you are on top of the tile then on the next time step whether you or like at the end of that time step you will be automatically moved over in the direction of whatever the shift is and the direction again depends on usually which way you've been pushing a thing uh not so now we're starting to get into the ones that i mostly didn't see i don't remember if i ever got not not is it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> not is it from the sound of it, not is basically the computer science logical not. It just makes yeah. something the opposite. So if um the example they have here, not Baba is you means everything except Baba is you. <laughs> yeah. Um swap. So swap is like teleport, except that you literally like swap places with the thing that touches the thing it sounds like again that's not one that i saw so i don't know how that gets used anybody get as far as swap i did not (laughs) okay nope um there are directional blocks up right left down uh that can change the way a thing is facing so if you say Baba is down, then Baba will always be facing downwards, um, which is mostly not that important except for things like conveyor belts where the facing matters. Yeah. And move. And move, yes. Uh, there's empty, uh, which is in the space level, which that one I thought was kind of interesting, even though I didn't get to that many levels that, that use it. Uh, empty means all space that doesn't have something in it. Um, so if empty is Baba, then all empty spaces spawn a Baba. <laughs> or if rock is empty, then all things that are rocks become empty spaces. So it's one of the few blocks that can be used as both a subject or and an object. Because usually, usually you can only use every noun at one end or the other of, you know, is. But some of them you can do both. Like, for instance, you cannot make 
You can make rock is push, but you cannot make push is rock. Well, you, you can use everything that is a tile as both. Pretty much. The That's like the words and not the like filled in background. Correct? Or am yeah, I... So you, like a rock, you can use rock is push, but also something is rock. Yes, but you can't do you can't do pushes rock. That is not a valid, valid sentence. No, but and can you do pushes empty? Uh, probably not. I, so I guess the the so there's the tiles come in two types: the text tiles. Um, there's the type of tile that's just letters, and then there's the type of tile that's a colored square where the letters are like. Um, like cutouts, like stenciled out of the tile. I think ones that are text can be used in either place, but ones that are stencil cannot. Possibly. No. That's my guess anyway. Uh, or at least that that seemed to be the consistent rule. Uh, as I say, a lot of this, a lot of this, I end up trying to do on intuition, but it's not a game that lends itself well to intuition. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, okay, what else? Um, fall. Fall applies gravity to an object, so if there's nothing underneath it, it will move downwards on screen. Which makes uh, no sense. You know, that's one game. Yep. But, you know, I don't know. It's used <laughs> interestingly. I think I only... I, I, I encountered several levels that used fall. I think I only actually completed one of them. Um, so... You know, there's definitely at least so the the game sidebar while I you know taking a quick break from explaining the text, um, the levels are basically divided up into little worlds. So in each area, there's a set number of puzzles, and they're usually kind of along similar themes or like use similar mechanics. And you have to, in each area, complete a certain number of puzzles in order to unlock. Uh, the next area, I believe, uh, and also in order to get, um, I think if you complete that many, you also get the little flower. Is that right? No, you need to complete all of them, right? You need all of them to get the flower. I think so. Um, there's some. There's also some special locked doors that hide super puzzles on the overworld, and if you complete. Maybe it's all of the levels. Um, in a certain area, you get a flower, and if you get a certain number of flowers, you can unlock these special locked doors. I only unlocked the first of them that requires three, uh, and I took one look at it, and I'm like, well, this is way too complicated. I'll come back to that later. I have the exact same experience. <laughs> there's just so many things. There's like, Yeah, there's a lot of like things. There's like 16 rules on that page. It's insane. Um, yeah, so there are at least two or three areas on the map that I could see that I hadn't unlocked. Um, so I know there's, like, whole worlds and mechanics that I never got to. <laughs> um, but I did... Ah, I'll come back to that later. Let me finish oh, Let me wait. finish getting through the text. Um, yes, to, you don't need to get all of them to get a flower. Okay. But if you get all of them, you get, like, sort of a flower on the overworld around yeah. that area. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you get like a little this is complete graphic. Um, yeah, so each each world has like a number of numbered puzzles, and then like a couple challenge like extra challenge puzzles um, that are a little harder. 
the only world I finished was the like undersea one. So yeah. And that was like with help because some of those are complicated. It was through the space that had rock in it. That tripped me up for a long time. Anyway, uh, so make. Make is a word that if you, um, as you move around, you leave behind a trail of whatever you're making. So if Baba make flag, then as Baba moves, it will leave behind flags. Uh, on, which is not, not one that I encountered, but is apparently used to make sort of conditionals. So, like, key on rock is flag. So that means that if you move a key onto a rock, it becomes a flag. Hmm. So it's saying, like, if this one thing is over another, then it has whatever property. <clears throat> Which is a little complicated. It is getting a little bit programming-y at that point. Yep. Uh, group which is also something I did not encounter, which you can use to, like, say, if two things are in a group, then any property that one thing has, the other thing has, it sounds like. So the example they give is rock is group and key is group, and then group is push means you can push all rocks and all keys. Uh, facing is a thing is another like sort of conditional like this thing uh, will happen if the block is right up next to another block and facing it so if Baba is facing wall then that means that Baba is next to wall staring at wall so uh, if I did not encounter facing yeah Baba is facing wall is empty, then when Baba walks up to wall, Baba will become empty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it gets complicated, apparently. Yeah. Which I can't even imagine, because I had so much trouble with the simple ones. Um, all? So all does, you know, affects everything of a type. So water is all means that... Uh, or sorry, all is water means that any object on the screen becomes water. Um, water is all means that all water on the screen becomes... This says becomes all other objects at once, which I don't know what that would entail. That sounds very complicated. That's Are they all on the same spot? Well, probably all on the same spot. I would assume. Because, I mean, there's puzzles where you spawn multiple things on, on the same spot. Yeah, that's true has tends to do that so yeah um there's one puzzle with has where like uh like rock or baba has rock uh and rock has rock and so if baba dies baba just becomes a rock and then if the rock dies the rock becomes another rock so you can just die infinitely <laughs> Uh, so I imagine that you could do some things like that with by making a space all objects. Uh, so there's more. Again, one I didn't get to, uh, which is uh, every time step, the object will 
spawn more of itself outwards in all directions, uh, as long as there is room to do so. So rock is more means the rock will just keep making more rocks. Uh, then there is uh, a word, which this one sounds super interesting to me, and I may just have to like Google some later gameplay in order to, to find this. Um, word allows you to use an object as though it was a word. So if rock is word, then you can use a rock object anywhere you would want to use the word rock. Interesting. <laughs> which is really brain bendy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I encountered that at one point, I think. Yeah? Do you remember which section it was in? No idea. Okay. And then the last one listed here is sleep, um, where the object sleeps in place, and you can wake it up by breaking the rules, by breaking that rule. I don't, I don't know what that entails, or why sleep, like what effect sleep would have, but apparently you can make things sleep. It probably means that no rules apply until it's awake. Maybe. Um, but yeah, if there are any others beyond the ones mentioned here, then uh, I don't there know is, what they are. <laughs> there is text. Right, because like text is float and things like that. You get that pretty no, early. Um, a text box yeah, with the, the letters text that will turn object into text. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like rock, so if you say rock is text, does rock become the word rock? Yes. Okay, so it's similar to word, um, but sort of the opposite. There was a really confusing puzzle where you like turned yourself into text, <laughs> and then have to move the ro move around the text to form new sentences by pushing into the wall. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. I was stuck in that for a long time. Uh, any any other ones I missed? Not that I know. Oof. Yeah. So that's that's all of the mechanics, insofar as this article that I'm reading has discovered. It's a fairly new game, so it's quite possible that there are others um, that I just did not find a complete enough walkthrough uh, to get. But it's as you can sort of tell, it's a it's a game that makes you think in a very different way than you're used to, and I found it incredibly challenging. Um, and it's it's funny, I didn't... Like, a lot of times when I finish... Uh, when I don't finish a game for this podcast, it's either because, like, A, it was really long and I just ran out of time, or B, I got, like, really frustrated and didn't like it, and so I just stopped. In this case, it was like in the second week, every day I went back and tried a few puzzles, and I was just still stuck. Yeah. I'm like, nope, sleeping on it has done nothing. I still don't know how to solve this. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> I'm, oh no. I'm just out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. eventually I got to the point where every open puzzle that I had available was a puzzle I was stuck on, and then I had to stop. Yeah, I had two big issues with this game. Mm -hmm. One was there was lots, there's just so much stuff. Yeah. There's like there's like ten different things to try, and they all interact with each other in different ways. 
So yeah. It's, yeah, it just becomes too complex really quickly. And the other problem I have is they leave like no time to experiment with a mechanic. Yeah, because you Cause, only get it for like two levels. Yeah. And then it's you you else. get it for like two levels and then you move on. And then sometimes it comes back and you're expecting to like really know it. Yeah. And I think it's it's kind of a similar problem with the like intuition thing where you'll get you'll get used to thinking of an object a certain way because the rules have said it's that way a couple levels in a row and then they'll just arbitrarily change it on you for like no reason. So like in this level the grass is the wall and you're like why though? Can't you just put a wall there? <laughs> that would help me think about it better. Yeah. So I don't dislike this game. Like, I, I, I rag on it. Like, I'm ragging on it a lot. But I, I find it super fascinating. And I'm, like, really glad it was made. Because it's, a, it's such an interesting take on, like, this kind of thing. But it's, it's just, it's better than me. <laughs> it's just too smart for me. I don't know. I admire people, I guess, who can think in a way that this game is, like, reasonable and intuitive for them but it is not me yeah i feel it i i was pretty soundly defeated by this as well um i'm trying to think if there's like anything other big to say about it um the graphics are minimal like they are they're purposefully just as simple as possible and i think that's necessary because this game is already so mentally complex. You you really need the graphics to like not get in the way. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't. So that's fine. Especially if you need text to be part of your graphics, you need a graphical style that it doesn't feel weird having a big text block in it. Yeah. Um but there's I don't know. I don't know that there's much of note to say about the visuals or the sound design. So it's it's mostly a game that like front and centers this interesting gimmick mechanic, uh, and so you either find that interesting and want to try it or you don't. I do like the sound that plays whenever you uh, accidentally remove you from whatever you are, and it's just this sort of like hollow, ominous wind <laughs> noise. Yeah, it's like, well, you just killed yourself. Wanna restart that? Yeah. And especially if, if you don't, like, there was something on the other side of the screen or something that made you lose. You're like, why? <laughs> yeah. And that music starts playing. Oh. It's... I I like so much about this game on principle in terms of, like, the way it requires you to kind of experiment and learn the rules and the way the central mechanic revolves around like reordering the rules and changing the way that you engage with the level. <clears throat> but in practice, I think I was expecting to feel really clever for solving some of these. And I mostly didn't. Yes. I mostly felt like, Oh, uh, I guess I got that. And I didn't feel like, ha ha, look at me, breaking the rules. I think the the weirdest thing that I experienced was there were a, a number of levels that I solved, and I couldn't tell if I solved it in the intended way or if I just <laughs> kind of 
railed at it until it yeah. did what I want it to. And that's like when you when you beat a puzzle within the rules you feel clever. When you beat a puzzle completely outside of the rules you also feel clever. When you're not sure which one you've done, that's <laughs> that's a strange feeling. Yeah. It's kind of like and the thing is we're we're sort of used to that in physics puzzle games where it's like well, I kind of abused the physics engine until it sort of let me have it. You're not used to the game to that with like turn-based games that are this like definitive. Yeah. So it, a, 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 a wide variety of interesting feelings all around, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I feel like. Part of me wants to recommend this to people just because it's such an unusual experience. Uh, and I, you know, I enjoy unu unusual experiences, so I want to, like, give other people that opportunity. But I don't know if I can, like, if you're someone who gets frustrated easily by puzzles, this is maybe not the game for you. Yes. Yeah, I was super digging the, like, first two worlds. Mm -hmm. But then it just got too much for me yeah it's it's a cool concept and yeah it seems the as, as you say like the first roughly two worlds or so are like intriguing uh but then it's just it's get it balloons up in complexity so fast that you're like whoa whoa wait a minute yeah i i agree with you carl that i really wish that we could have spent some more time with each mechanic like, I wish I could have gotten an, a better ramp up with each one of, like, a, a larger number of easy levels. Because the first level or two in each area are kind of tutorial levels, and they're relatively easy. Mm -hmm. um, so if that streak could have gone on a little longer, maybe that would have made me feel clever enough to want to, <laughs> to try the rest of them. But it's very disheartening when you, like, open, you know, seven different puzzles in a row and you can't solve any of them. Yes. <laughs> There was, like, I remember the first couple of areas, I was very ambitious, and I said, I'm just going to solve all of the puzzles in this area before I move on to the next area. Yep. And I abandoned that very quickly. <laughs> Same. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, I've been trying at this puzzle for, like, over half an hour. Maybe I should just check what the first one in the next area looks like. Yes. And then you can do, like, two puzzles in the next area, and then it gets hard again. Yep. The, the curve is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, all, it's also, like, not always 100% intuitive, the results of doing certain things, because, as we said, like, there's that, you know, uh, there's the whole, like, in, no intrinsic nature to objects problem, but there's also... Just, you know, if I make these two, like, blank is blank, uh, and I make two different statements like that, which one takes precedence? Right? Because there's a thing where if, like, Baba is Baba, and Baba is Rock, then I think whichever one was made first applies, but not the other one. Um, or something so, like that. It, like, it, like, Baba is Baba is always... Take presence, I think. Over any other. Because if Baba's rock is made first, then then there's no contention. 
Yeah. Although he just turned into a rock. I guess you can make them at the same time. Yeah, you could theoretically. Yeah, so the rules the rules do require some experimentation in order to understand, which is not itself inherently a bad thing. It's just yet another element of complexity on top of an already fairly complex game. Also, with not, that tends to happen a lot. Yeah, where it's unexpected what it will do. Or where you like do something and then see, oh, you can't do that because oh. this rule is in place. Yeah. Whew. I don't know. This has been like sort of a short discussion, but I'm not sure that I have much else to say about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's so a really hard, cool it's, game. It is. It's a hard game to talk about because, like, the experience of playing it kind of defies description a little bit. <laughs> You just feel your brain stretching in a very, like, unfamiliar direction. Like, yeah. it's it's about reshaping the rules, which it does pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, if that's... It, I, I think from what we've described, you should hopefully be able to tell if this is the sort of thing that you would want to check out or not. Um, I don't think we even really spoiled any of the puzzles very much because it's very difficult to explain the puzzle <laughs> right you, you you say like okay what you need to do is make yourself the wall so that you can move over the river and then like most of you will die in the river but you need to have like three of you left on the other side so that you can move this thing and it's like it's just very hard to talk about yes you also, after doing it for a while, end up catching yourself speaking in very weird stilted phrases. Yeah. It's like, no, I can't because is me. <laughs> Baba is me and rock is wall and wall is stop, so can't. <laughs> it's true though, wall is stop. Sometimes. Unless wall is Baba. <laughs> Or Orwall is you. Yeah. Interesting game. Um, worth worth seeing if you're the sort of person who is interested on seeing so, in seeing something on novelty value. Uh, or if this kind of puzzle sounds really intriguing to you. Not worth checking out if you are the sort of person who is easily frustrated by puzzles and does not enjoy that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's basically the long and the short of it. Sounds about right. Alright. Anything else before I introduce our next game? Nope. nope. Alright. Let me see if I can find... I did pull up a thing on our next game. <clears throat> Alright. The next game that we are going to play uh, is called Evergarden by Flippy Fly. Uh, I know almost nothing about this game other than I thought the trailer looked cool. Uh, it is also a puzzle game, so apologies for playing uh, two puzzle games in a row, but this one is on sale. So if you get it within, you know, the next day or so, I think it's like another 19 hours that it's on sale, uh, yeah. you can get it for less than $5. And also because we couldn't decide 
between two games, so we flipped a coin, and this is what we got. Yep. Um, so it's, I'm going to read the About the Game section for lack of really knowing much about it. Uh, the About the Game says, Lose yourself in an endlessly satisfying puzzle game set in the midst of a mysterious forest world. Transform your garden by combining plants into strange new forms and unearth deeply hidden secrets as you become engrossed in the game's calming rhythm. Wander into the forest and help bring it back to life with the help of Fen, your creature guide. Evergarden may feel familiar at first, but you will discover it is like no game you have played before. Um, which might be hyperbolic, but it does look like it's got a cool visual style, and it's a puzzle game involving hexes of some kind. And I don't know. That sounds like my kind of thing. It looks cool. I had not even heard of this game before uh, a little over an hour ago. Yeah, so. I... Yes, yeah, I don't remember how I got this on my wish list, but it's been on my wish list for ages. <laughs> oh, I love these those... are the guys that made Race the Sun. That okay. was pretty cool. I don't know that one. I love those um, mystery game. wish list games, though. Yeah, this is one of those that, like, I must have seen it, like, on Twitter or something at one point, or, like, recommended by someone or something, and I was like, ah, oh, this looks interesting, so I just put it on my wish list, and then, like... A year and a half later, it's on sale, and I'm like, I remember nothing about this, but it looks cool. There you go. So, I don't know, try it. It's less than five bucks. What do you have to lose? Yeah, exactly. Like, five bucks and a little bit of your time. I think the sale <laughs> ends uh, very soon, so it will not be it will not be less than five bucks for a while, but... Well, it's it yeah. does, according to the Steam countdown, it is 19 hours, so if you're listening to this podcast, like, right after it comes out, you may still be able to get it. Yes. Snap it up, friends. Yeah. It's normally $18. Um, I, I don't know how much of your life you have to lose because I did not actually check to see how long this game is. Um, it's an indie puzzle game, so I'm going to assume it's not more than like 10 hours. But I have no idea. Uh, well, I looked it up on how long to beat, and there was uh, zero results. So... I was going to say, I don't think it's probably on there. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised at what, what actually is on how long to beat. I frequently am. Uh, surprised by yeah, that. Apparently, so. apparently this was officially released uh, August of last year, so it's been out for, like, almost a year. God, it's April now. What the fuck? <laughs> it's been yeah. April for a while, even. Yep. Oh, yep. boy. I oh. know. I know. I feel ya. Yeah. Sometimes I think about when I was a kid and how time just seemed to pass so slowly, and I wonder, what what happened? It's yeah. because each each year was a comparatively larger percentage of your life up that until that point. No, no, no. It's because time speeds up. <laughs> As you get old? Yeah. Just in general. It could be. That is entirely possible. How would we know? That's true. Uh, Alright. So, you've got two weeks to play Evergarden. Uh, and then we'll come talk about it. And you can see what we think. Uh, or if you play it and you really want to say what you think, you can come join us on the podcast as a guest. <coughs> yeah, do Which that. Which we haven't had in a while, so please, just yeah. message us. About that time, getting there. Kelso, how... It wasn't how... that long ago. Who was the last... Oh, I guess, yeah, sorry. Huck was your guest. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah, that uh, well... was pretty recent. I, that was like literally last week. Wasn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Huck. 
he doesn't listen to this. He won't care. That's fine. Uh, it, it seems like it seems like it was a while ago. Maybe 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 time isn't moving fast. I don't know. Maybe I, I maybe I'm just broken. Well, that's true. Regardless, probably. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, regardless of the frequency of our guests, we do like having guests on. So I guess it's been a while that since we've had a guest that's not someone that I like know personally and asked to join us. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, Kelso, if they want to be a guest, how do they get to be a guest on this podcast? Hello. You can tweet me at Kelso Time Bomb, or you can tweet me pretending to be us uh, at Feedback Force. The 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 royal we, I guess that would be the <laughs> yeah. uh, that account. Uh, and you can have played the game and say, hey, I would like to be on the podcast. And if you are free on a Sunday afternoon. Then, then, then you can be on the podcast. That's basically it. Requirements are low. Yep. Someday, someday we'll be super famous, and then people listening to older uh, episodes of the podcast will be like, "I thought it was super easy to get a guest spot in your podcast," and we'll be like, "Dude, that hasn't been true for like three years. Catch up with the episodes." That's true. Uh, but if they're starting at, the, if it, look, if it's been. <coughs> however many years in the future, and they're starting at the beginning, that's dedication. <laughs> yeah, probably. Honestly, if we're that famous, probably don't start at the beginning. We probably have much better production values by now. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're lucky. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you can contact me uh, by tweeting at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Uh, I used to stream... I don't really do that much anymore. I'm doing other things, um, which you mostly like working on a game, which we just got back from uh, GDC and yeah. South by Southwest, uh, which I was I didn't get to go to personally, but oh. uh, a lot of other members of the game team were there. Uh, and we showed the game and it went over really well. Uh, and we're just super excited about it. So uh, that's uh, Wintermore Tactics Club. I think it's Wintermore TC. On Twitter? Yeah, twitter.com slash wintermoretc. I saw some pictures and screenshots, and man, I am ready to be all up on that game when it comes out. I'm super yeah. excited about it. It is a uh, it is a tactics RPG, a light tactics RPG combined with a Viznov. So you've got, you know, your character wandering around a board at Northeast boarding school in the 80s. Um, and then you've got, she, like, she's a member of a uh, tabletop role-playing game club at school, so you've got all these, like, little tactical games, tactical RPGs that you play on the tabletop. And then also there is a mysterious snowball tournament at the school that all clubs are forced to participate in. So you get to have little tactical snowball fights as, like, the boss fight for each chapter. It's so good. It's such a good concept. I love it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh my friend Mike and I are doing all the writing and uh, man, I forgot how much I like writing things. <laughs> it's like my favorite project right now. <clears throat> so yeah, more news on that as it develops. Yes. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter at Skagit3. Yeah. Are Excellent. you working on any yeah. big projects? Um, let's just say no. <laughs> okay. 
That's fair. Mm. All right. So, yeah, Evergarden. Not to be confused with Violet Evergarden, which I think is a Netflix series. It's an anime. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't so, I I don't know if Netflix brought it over, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a yeah I think it's on. But anyway, Evergarden you'll recognize it because it has like a cute low poly fox as the uh, as the like logo. It's <laughs> oh, like yeah. the the representative critter. Hmm. All right, and we'll see y'all in two weeks. Yes, thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.